The Tangent Egg Podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Tangent Egg Podcast. I'm Seth. And uh, with me is Swoosh, but unfortunately still no John Doe. Yeah, he's having some issues finding internets and a place to live. Always fun. Yeah. Things they, that he kind of figured they'd sort out quickly and before he moved have just unfortunately not happened. So tends to happen. Unfortunately, Australia's rental market is kind of fucked. Kinda trying massively. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, landlords know it, and they are absolutely screwing people. Oh yeah, definitely. They're charging way too much money for fucking holes. Ah. Uh some of the horror stories that I have had from when I was looking for places a few years back like Jesus Christ I did nothing on I mean I fuck it I'll tell it here because it's a good story hmm. um, I went to a place it was three fifty a week I'm like okay sure let's go let's check it out um, I get there and one it's a section of a bigger house uh, one of the like the so, subdivided Queensland yeah, yeah. kind of much bigger though oh, okay fair um, and I'm like, okay, well, this is already kind of red flagging for me because, like, I don't have anywhere to put a washing machine or anything yeah. like that. But, like, fuck it, I'm here. Let's check out the, the room. Hmm. Uh, not room, the, uh, apartment. Yeah. And, you know, they, they let us in and uh, I walk in and it's got absolutely the most bulk standard. If you've ever rented a property in Queensland, you know the oven. Yeah. It is yeah. the same one in every rental. It is. I, I swear to God, it is just literally the same oven. Just when you're not looking, it goes to a different apartment. Just yeah. disappears and reappears there. Somehow we're all using the same oven. Yeah. So, you know, kitchen, so so. Bathroom, same deal. Pretty basic. If you've ever ha- rented a place, you know what these look like. Yeah. And then you there's two bedrooms. Them in your head. Yeah. And there's two bedrooms. And I look at them and go, okay, so one of these is actually facing out onto a highway. So I'm like, okay, that'll have to be my study if I took this one. Because hmm. I'm not sleeping with windows facing a highway. I'm going to use the room that isn't that if I'm going to sleep. Yeah. And then I go into the last room. Now, the, the room you need to understand, you have the door, and then you've got the, the wall on the right, and then it goes to the to the left. Yeah. That's the depth of the room. Hmm. If you went from that furthest left wall, about two-thirds back toward the door, strip a bolt. <laughs> and I was told... It's not being removed. What? Like, so, okay, it's just... That kind of limits who you can rent to at that point. Yeah. It's either sad housewives or more strippers, and more often than not, they tend to be the same person. But I'm pretty sure even strippers would make enough money to not live in this dump. Yeah, that's like, you'd have to be going for baby strippers. Like, the ones who are just starting, it's like, holy shit. I, I don't know, I... It was perplexing. And like I said, when I asked, like, is this getting removed? Because it's, like, it's dead center two-thirds of the way through the room. This yeah. really wrecks this room. Yeah. No, it's not coming out. Why? It's a load-bearing stripper pole. I, I, I must be. But, like, <laughs> that's the sort of shit. And they wanted three fifty for that. Yeah, In this no. dinky little tiny apartment inside of a bigger house, <laughs> which you have to share the facilities with. Yeah. They wanted three. It's like no, 
Get uh, out. Just, I, just, no, fuck off. I had a couple which were Queenslander houses. And for anyone who doesn't know what a Queenslander house is, think a giant balcony surrounding a little house. Like yeah, those kinds on of stilts. Queenslanders. On stilts. And what they had done was they had just enclosed the balcony surrounding the house. And they were then trying to sell sections of that, or not sell, but rent out sections yeah. of that balcony as rooms. It's like, no. I can feel the draft, and there's barely any wind already. I, I'm, I'm good, thank you. Um, and then you go, oh, halfway down my wall, there's a double <clears throat> door into someone's room. Yeah. Can I lock that? No, but they can. It's like neat. So I just have to trust them, do I? That's cool. Ah, oh. that and every inspection I've ever gone on, the place has never been clean. Like no. Every time I I'm talking like not just like little bits of dust here and there, maybe a cobweb. No, I'm talking layers and layers of dust. Like, well, because yeah. no one's renting these fucking places. Because yeah. they're like, no, I'm not paying that much money to live in this crap hole. Yeah. But oh god, we, we have some shoddy ass places. There's a, a chick on um on TikTok who I follow, whose entire thing is just the really shit rental crisis in Australia. Just checking out these things that are online to be viewed. It's like, what the yeah. fuck is this shit? It's like, oh. The bitchins a, is my favorite. The bathroom kitchen combinations. Yeah. Oh god. Look, I don't mind kitchen dining sort of lounge areas being a combo, but yeah. no, not don't fucking mix my lounge and <clears throat> my bathroom. What are you doing? Yeah, it's like it's one of those things where you need to be able to escape the bathroom because sometimes you gotta demolish that thing, and you know you don't want that permeating the rest of the apartment. I know. I I mean I like I like bacon. But I'm sorry, I can wait to get out of the shower to make it. That is true. Right? If you are so obsessed with having bacon or coffee that you must have that shit next to you, maybe see a doctor. Yeah. Although, I have heard many people talk about the virtues of the shower beer. I... I understand the shower beer to a point. Because um, it's that weird thing of hot and cold mixed together it's why saunas go really well with like diving into a pool after and that kind yeah. of stuff so you're in a, like a hot shower and you have a cold beer um, and it feels weird and fun but at the same time I can wait to have a thing but I also don't really drink beer anymore because um, you know having a thing in a bottle kind of helps to keep the the water out <laughs> I don't know I guess you'd have a shower soju so, oh, that would be dangerous, not gonna lie. Jesus Christ. Like, considering soju or what, like, four standard drinks in a single tiny bottle? Uh, depends which ones you bought. Yeah, that's true. The fancy, like, flavoured ones are four. I think the unflavoured one is just methylated spirits. But it's delicious, I'll give it that. Yeah, not gonna argue with you on that. Ugh. I don't, I don't know. Drinking a beer in the shower just feels like admitting you're an alcoholic. Yeah. Pretty much. It's one of those things, like, my work, um, like, a lot of offices in um, Australia at the moment are doing, like, four o'clock on a Friday, you can start drinking, as long as you don't get too blasted before you finish your job. And even then, I'm a bit iffy on, on doing that. Like, yeah, no. My brain's like, no, I I don't trust that. That seems like a test that management's put in. Like, watch the ones who are drinking, they're the troublemakers. <laughs> like, you never can tell some days. Mm. But, like, the shower beer is a weird anomaly, and I think... I don't think that came from Australia. I think that one migrated from Germany or somewhere over there. 
I don't know. It feels very American to me. Yeah, that would not surprise like me. Like, I can absolutely... That'd be shower whiskey. Shower whiskey sounds American nah, nah, to me. Nah, nah, Like, frat bros. Uh, yeah. You're in the uh, shower, and then just a beer pops through the curtain, because you didn't take your shower beer with you? Actually, weirdly enough, apparently frat bros have moved away from beer, and now they're just all drinking those hard seltzers. Oh, because they're easier to drink. Easier to drink, and they're lower calories, so you don't get as many big, chunky frat bros anymore. <laughs> Oh, the fun days. I'm really glad we don't have that culture here. I'm so glad that frat houses and sororities are not a thing. They are so very toxic. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the shit that comes out of the US from them. It's like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, I'm I'm happy it doesn't happen. Now it's just like you find the one guy who's got the good house and yeah. everyone gets looking at his place. Exactly. Or you just have unofficial share house. I remember when we were still going through uni, they brought in that change uh, to rentals where you couldn't have more than four people who were not related living in the same house uh, in Brisbane. And the amount of share houses that had to be broken up that week was amazing. <laughs> I wasn't so renting back then, so I, I wasn't particularly privy to that. Yeah, no, I, I was at the time. It was entertaining. We were in a share house with about 12 people, I think. Yeah. That was that one where they like split the garage into three. Uh, oh, I remember and, that. Oh, yeah. that fucking place. That place was a... Look, that was insane. Like, literally every room was a bedroom at that point, even like, an enclosed balcony. I mean, the upstairs wasn't too bad. It was when you went downstairs and you went down that corridor that felt like something... Like, any horror movie it'd be like this yeah. is the one you die in that's oh, what yeah. this corridor is i would walk down that corridor and it's like i'm gonna get mugged and this is inside my house and each of these rooms is filled with people i know and care about like i still feel yeah. like i'm gonna get mugged <laughs> i only went down there once i mean i didn't go to that particular i didn't visit you at that chair house very often yeah but i only ever went down that corridor once and it was like nah this this is, feels too sketch yeah also, and like, as you say, we knew the people in the yeah. rooms. It wasn't randos. And no one ever used the front door there. For some reason, it was taboo to use the front door. But I, I can't mean, remember why. One of the places I lived at, we didn't use the front door so long. Because um, the, the back door was easy to use. Like, the front door had a bad lock. Yeah. So you had to get it just right to use it. But the back door worked fine. Hmm. So... Me and one of the housemates who didn't drive would just go around the back. And the one guy who did drive, well, he drove in under the house to park his car, so it was easier to go in the back. Makes sense. We didn't use the front door long enough. The creeper vine took over the door. <laughs> nice. So right. we had a beautiful flowering vine that covered the front entrance to the house because we used it that little. Yeah. That is fair. That, that's brilliant. Like, I think the front end of this episode is going to be us bitching about the places we've lived in, because that's the kind of headspace we're in at the moment. Yeah, I mean, we, we started it, and like now I'm like, oh man, I remember living in a I... place where we had, what was it, one, two, three, four, five, six people in a three-bedroom house? Yeah, yeah. Because we had one couple, me, another single guy, someone was living on our, our enclosed patio... Yep. And a dude who uh, got kicked out of the place he was living in, was living on a couch for like three weeks, then decided he'd pay rent because he'd been living with us for so long. But if he was going to do that, he'd have his own space. Yeah. 
So he went under the house, stacked up some pallets and put a mattress on it, and then hung uh, dunas to create a little <laughs> space for himself. I this is underneath a house. Queenslander. These oh. do not have walls. Or not proper walls. Usually slatting. Like lattice work at best. He did this himself. We did not make him go down there. We did not be like, fuck off. Yeah. He did it himself because he was like, if I'm gonna pay rent, I want my own space. Yeah. Sure, bro. Whatever. Pay a sixth of the rent to live under a house. Your call, my guy. At that point, he just becomes the possum whisperer because that you're gonna have possum roommates down there. They're everywhere. Oh no, the the best one with oh, look. I'll tell the story because it's it's absolutely one of my favorite stories about this dude. The thing you need to understand is he was Scottish, so he wasn't yeah. from Australia. Uh, he's down in his area one time and he hears some rustling, hmm. and he's come out of his little space and he sees something in the in the leaves. Now, me and the other guy who was living there at the time were upstairs. It was just the the other couple weren't in the house today. Yeah, um, we're upstairs just shooting the shit. And he comes upstairs and he goes, I think there's a snake downstairs. Hmm. We're like, okay, we live in Australia. There's a lot of fine snakes, but there's a lot of dangerous snakes. So you got to kind of be careful and know what you're dealing with. Yeah. We go down there and like we can see the leaf pile moving. And we're like, look, we can't actually see it. But we don't want to you know, go poking around in, in leaf litter that we look, don't know what's in it. You don't want to kick a pile of leaves that might have a King Brown like, like sitting in it. Like, that's never a fun Yeah. Thing. So, we're, we're, we're being a bit cautious about this. Like, you can give us a basic description. And we're like, okay, fine. We've got to try and figure out how to get a snake removed from a house. Yeah. And we go upstairs and we're kind of Googling around, trying to find someone to come get this damn snake. The thing you've got to also remember is we're all unemployed right now. So, mm. we can't afford, like, 200 bucks for someone to come out and get, get a snake out of the house. And we actually call this discount guy and we're like, okay, this is, this is the description we've got. And he's like, yeah, it's going to cost you like 150 bucks. We're like, dude, we don't have 150 bucks. We just need this fucking dealt with. Hmm. And he's like, okay, from your description, it's one of two snakes. And I honestly don't remember the description he gave us at this point because it was many years ago. Yeah. But he's like, okay, if it's one snake, they're in like every house. You're fine. Don't worry about it. It'll leave on its own. Yeah. If it's this other snake, it's poisonous and it will chase you. You need to find the 150 bucks. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. We might have a seriously dangerous snake in the house. Um, and then we continue to Google around and we're starting to try and get into, like, government systems and stuff. Like, mm. there's got to be someone who can come get this goddamn snake out of here. Yeah. Otherwise, we might just have to get a shovel and murder an animal. Yeah. That we don't want to. We'd rather have it taken away and released. Exactly. And the Scottish dude's like, oh, hey, I'll call Australia Zoo. They're, they're all about animal preservation, and they might be able to direct us to, to what's going on. Yeah. So he's gone out on the back stairs, and, and we continue to Google around. And then I suddenly hear him go, there, there it is. And I'm like, oh, awesome. It's come out of the leaf litter. We can finally get an eyeball on this thing, and we'll be able to tell what we're dealing with. <laughs> he's on the phone with a, with Australia Zoo at this point though so he's standing on the stairs on the phone and I come out and I look down and I just look at it and go it's a fucking blue tongue <laughs> best bit he's on the phone and he's seriously on the phone to Australia Zoo goes my housemate says it's a blue tongue oh god that oh. poor boy oh okay and then hangs up the phone <laughs> 
legs! It's clearly not a freaking snake! <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, a blue tongue is a type of four-legged lizard. Yeah. And they're very non-dangerous. They're extremely docile little things. I've run away. They, if they bite you, they will clamp down and it yeah. is a problem. But if you don't mess with them, they're fine. They yeah. will not hurt you. They're not like, if it was a Gawana, I'd be terrified. But oh, no, yeah. if it's a fucking blue tongue, no, leave him be. He's great. He's going to catch all oh, the It was so funny. Oh, mate. I laughed so hard when he said, my housemate says it's a blue tongue. <laughs> Jesus, that's brilliant. <coughs> uh, it is fun finding, like, people from other countries coming say, it's dangerous! Like, nah, that one's fine. The one next to it, however, will fuck you up. Uh, if it's adorable looking, it'll it'll end your life quite happily. <sighs> but, what other weird places? Do you remember the crack house I used to live in? Which one? <laughs> yeah, good point. Uh, like, this one I moved to, um, the place I was living in got sold. So I had to, like, find a place within a month. Ended up moving with some old mates from uni, and they're in uh, Tuong, and big brick building. Oh kind of yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember this one. It was a nice enough house, to be honest. Like the only issue we had was the roof was leaking and full of mold, and the place was a bit uneven. They had also illegally filled in a pool, uh, which was great fun because a mate of the family came to drop some stuff off, and they were a real estate agent. They're gone. You know that's highly illegal. Like. <laughs> Yeah, please don't tell anyone I, I do need to live here for a period. Um, they also, a wall had been knocked over in a storm. So we told the, the landlord about it. It's like, oh yeah, we'll send someone to come and take it away. This person turned up, and instead of taking the pile of bricks that was quite obviously a demolished wall, they demolished another wall and took it away. <laughs> so we had two demolished walls, one of which was still there. Um, so that was fun. But we realized this place was a crack house at one point in its history. None of us were, you know, on that shit. Because I went in there, and two of the girls were living downstairs in what was essentially a granny flat uh, that they'd separated off. Uh, and I went down the end, oh, we use this room for storage. Like, oh, that's cool. There's a few windows here. Why are they all spray-painted black? Oh. Yep. This was the crack room. And, yep. Oh, the, the poor... Innocent wee darlings have just got. What do you mean? How do you know? It's like, there's only two reasons you black out windows that way. None of them are good, and none of them are legal. But oh, it was it was a fun place. It was a good like the people there I liked. It was fine. Apart from like, evil cat. <laughs> like I I like, I know one of the the. I know it's going to sound like the dumbest thing to remember so clearly, mm. but it was it was. When we were early in our friendship, yeah. when you were still living in uh, student accommodation, yeah, and uh, we were going to Supernova, oh, we were going to do both days, yeah, and me and another friend didn't have anywhere to stay that was local, so mm. you offered like, "Hey, man, you can just sleep on my floor," yeah, it's like, "Okay, that's fine. I'm not. It's one night. I can deal with one night on carpet. It's not mm. a big deal." Um and. We, we, we have our fun day at Supernova, it's really good, we come back, we're all really tired, and we, we start to crash out. And the friend we had with us snored like a bear! Oh, it rattled windows. Like, it was, and oh. we're in this tiny, like, bedroom, Studio kitchen, apartment, apartment yeah. thing, <clears throat> so there's no way to get out. 
<laughs> I busted out my laptop and just started playing Star Wars Pod Racer. And then Swoosh got out of his bed and sat next to me on the floor and we just traded the laptop between yeah. us and played Pod Racer We're, all we just night. played Pod Racer for the entire evening. I think that's where our friendship properly started, I think. Yeah, I think so. Bonding over um, the fact that we were sleep deprived of playing Pod Racer. But, uh it's really dark. Like it's it's one of my clearest memories of us as friends is sitting yeah. in your apartment at the glow of my laptop playing Pod Race. Ah, the good old days when we could go days without sleep and not feel it. But oh. I, I have trouble going hours without sleep now. Yeah, same. It's like because that oh, was um, that student accommodation was right around from that twenty four hour pancake place we used to go and get drunk. Yeah. At. Uh, great little pancake place we called like the pancake man I had a bar underneath it so every Thursday night after a late lecture we used to go and get drunk and eventually we started gathering a group of all these people who hated this class and going there so it was great it was in stumbling distance to my place and we could get horribly messed up and then have pancakes at 3 in the morning because it was <sighs> 24 hours I mean quite honestly if you're ever in Queensland in Brisbane and it's Two in the morning. Go to the pancake bar. Oh, yeah, it's an old church. Place. Basically, they bought an old church and turned it into a pancake place. And it's at three in the morning. It is its own little like ecosystem. Because you turn up and there's like people from late shift who are just like, I just want food. Leave me alone. Uh, they're like at a table on their uh, by themselves. There's a bunch of very drunk people every day of the week, but Saturday oh. and Fridays are the best. Um, and they're just messy. There's covered in syrup and butter and god knows what else and then there's the stoners and you can tell these guys because they have three different kinds of pancakes in front of them and they're eating all of them at once and they are or so happy that or they have three different kinds of pancakes but they're asleep on a short stack yeah absolutely also do not be tricked by the the not ice cream because like this yeah. place they specialize it's in pancakes. butter it's butter. <laughs> so they have it. They just have those big industrial buckets of butter, and to put it on pancakes, it's get like an ice cream scoop, like plunk. And every person who goes to the first time, is, oh shit, yeah, I didn't even order ice cream. And they take a bite, and you just watch them. It's like that was butter. Well, in for a penny, and just go again. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but like, quite honestly, like I've had pancake manner at appropriate times. Yeah. And there's nothing... It's not that great. It's just pancakes. But on the other hand, you stagger in, in there at three in the morning. Mm. It's magic. It's, it's like kebabs. absolute magic. Kebabs, oh, yeah. when you're sober, they're, they're okay. They're still a kebab. They're not bad. But when you're drunk on the way home at like three or four in the morning, and you just sit there eating this like greasy, garlicky mess, you are the happiest person ever, and you're eating gourmet food. But you've got to get it from the right kebab shop. Oh, absolutely. Do not... If, if you find a kebab shop that is clean and pristine, do not eat them. You've got to go into the one that looks like no one updated the decor since, like, the 80s. The 70s, if you can find it. Yeah. Um, the, the dude behind it barely speaks English. Hmm. He only refers to you as boss. Yeah. And, like... He will have the strongest accent. Oh, yeah. That guy, that guy will make your dream kebab. And oh, you yeah. will absolutely smear it all over your face as you consume that motherfucker, because it will be heaven. 
Oh, it, it's so good. I, I maintain that guy is some kind of weird deity that only appears to the drunkest of people at three in the morning yeah. to sell kebabs. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. That's his entire purpose. He appears. What do you want, boss? And it's just like, you're good. Yeah. You're happy as Larry. Uh, and I mean, I, I, I gotta give that guy credit because I have been in those kebab shops and some of the shit that people slur out and yet he still fucking makes it. Oh, yeah. Like, like some person will walk up incoherently make noise at him it's like got it and he gets them exactly what they want perfectly I swear he's telepathic he has to be like every time I I mean there's gotta be some crossover between the way drunks speak and that sort of that Indian language that Mm. like somewhere in the middle he knows how to translate between the two yeah or or that's just an educated guess and they're too drunk to notice what he puts into it but who knows (laughs) I like to assume he's just magic. I don't know. The amount of times I've heard people be like, he even got the garlic sauce. Yeah. And like, they got the sauce they wanted. Mm. It's not like, oh yeah, he just went, fine, you can have a doner kebab, I don't give a shit. Yeah. He makes what they want. I don't uh, know how they do it. It's some kind of strange magic that we weird white people are not privy to. No, no, we're not. I wish we were. Ah, but... <laughs> uh, but- Back to the original topic, uh, rentals in in Australia at the moment, because like, it's <coughs> bad in Brisbane, guess, <coughs> but in places like Melbourne, it's That's fucked. Because uh, Melbourne, for anyone who doesn't live in the you know the country, is nestled between the ocean and a bunch of wildlife preserve. That despite the, the amount of people trying to get rid of that preserve, they're not getting rid of it. It's staying as it is. It's going to be a wildlife preserve for until we're long gone. Which is um, good. Which I love. But the only way they can expand is up. Like, it has to build upwards. And as they build up, the pricing on apartments goes up because it's, oh, this is fancy and new. We're going to charge a shit ton for it. It's like, no. You're up really high. Stuff. You get all these beautiful views. <clears throat> and then another one pops up next month and blocks all the views you paid for. Like, it's a. I mean, my problem market. with, like, I used to live in Victoria and. Mm. And I used I used to live way out in the in the sticks. Well, probably not the like stick sticks. But, you yeah, know, enough that like you live in a small town and there's very little, and you travel between other small towns to get everything you need. Yeah, yeah, um, I the place. I, I lived in like mining towns as a kid. Same kind of deal. But like not quite like. Yeah. So, we, me and friends would... Actually, that reminds me of a good story, but I'll get to it in a minute. Um, I, I used to go into into actual Melbourne City. Mm. And my biggest issue with Melbourne is its layout. It's a grid. Yeah. Now, if you know how to navigate that grid, it does work very well. I'm not going to mm. pretend it doesn't. If you don't, it's a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. Because it just crisscrosses itself everywhere. But the biggest issue is everything's down an alley. The wind doesn't function properly in Melbourne. Yeah. It can only go along the grid. So one way will be no breeze. And then you'll cross over an alleyway and then you'll be blasted with wind that's just got the stench of garbage in it because all the fucking dumpsters are down the alley. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Hell, my favorite Chinese place in Melbourne used to have to wander down this dingy alley go under a hotel, and then you got to the fucking Chinese place. Nice. Basic the, food, 
we loved it, but we hated going there because yeah. it sucked getting in. Why are they always the best places, though? <coughs> fucking annoying it's like the best place but we have to go through murder alley to get to it like is there a way to get there that's not through murder alley You're like no mm. no you, you have to brave murder alley that's how it makes it taste so good mm. but, but the story was gonna tell uh me and my friends used to we used you know couples that all get together oh we gotta go in the city okay mm. there were like hobby stores and game stores and stuff actually in the city that's where all the nerd shit was I know. Oh, I mean, we lived far enough out that we actually had Rattler carriages on the trains. Oh, nice. We, we didn't have nice, sleek car- Nah, fucking full-on Rattlers, man. Oof. Uh, so we'd, we'd all get together and we'd all go. The cities, you know, sort of, you know, kind of as a group thing, keep everybody safe. Yeah. And one of the times, uh, a friend of ours who was Muslim w- mm. wanted to come. And this was a little bit after uh, 9-11. So, you know, there is some tension with with Muslim folks. Yeah. But we're kids. We didn't care. He was just our friend. So we invited him to come along. Mm. And we're, 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 we're in the city and he's, he's trying to put... He's bought some stuff and he's putting it in his bag. And he pulls out this chunk of 2 by 4 <laughs> Like, why do you have 2 by 4 in your bag? That's weird. And he just looks at it and goes, Yeah, when I told my dad I was going into the city, he handed it to me for protection. Honestly, I at at that time probably yeah. needed. Fuck. What? Once I heard that, it was like, oh wait, hang on, that tracks. That's yeah, weird. But I was a kid, and it was like, he's just a kid. He's not a danger to anybody. Why would he need a two by four? Because unfortunately, people are shit. Yeah. Because it wasn't but, too yeah. long after nine eleven that Cronulla riots happened. I think. I can't remember when that happened. Went down. That was fucked. But yeah, you're saying. Uh, but yeah, that, 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 I mean, that was it. Yeah, it was okay. just this weird sort of confluence between, like, the real world <laughs> and the little world that children exist in. Yeah, pretty much. It's... That was, that was a real wake-up moment for me, was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That is bad. Look, I... Shouldn't have to do that. I come from places like Thierry and, um, like, Mackay and that kind of thing. Far up north in Queensland. Mm. Like, not Cairns far, but still pretty far. Mm. Um, it's one of those places you go to and I moved to Brisbane and honestly I had never seen anything but you know mostly white people my entire life because that's all mm. that was there and like there are there are so many other people this is amazing but I know that you know we're never going to say that Australians aren't racist there are some fucked up people here we mentioned the Cronulla oh. riots before because that was messy that yeah. was just a bunch of yahoos on Australia Day trying to be fucking top shit and I hope they're all like buried somewhere but oh it's a weird thing yeah I never had it like thrown in my face the way that you did because that that would have thrown me for a loop as well oh I mean I remember it so vividly because like I said it was the real world Mm. suddenly crashing into the like again I, I mean I was like what I'm talking like 15 yeah no cause like 9-11, 9-11, I was still in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in... I was three years out of finishing high school, so I finished in uh, 2006. Um, but a lot of us kind of had that falseness in our generation where it's like, oh, we're, we're just kids. This is fine. Oh, shit. Terrorism. Uh, and that was our entire lives for about three years. Well, I mean, the thing was, though, like... like we're Australians. 
Mm. And I don't want to downplay 9-11. Like, that was a massive tragedy. Yeah. But we were somewhat insulated from it because we're not Americans. Yeah. It wasn't a, a as cultural a wound as it is for Americans. Yeah. We see it as, as a, a horrible thing, and, and terrible people created a, it performed an atrocity that day. Absolutely. But we were somewhat insulated from it. Hmm. That was the first time I personally was like, oh, this is this is a big deal. Yeah. Like when one fucked. of my friends' parents were so scared that he was going into the city hmm. that they thought he needed to take a weapon. Yeah. And I'd yeah. been into the city numerous times with my friends, not a not an issue. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that was that was crazy to me as a kid. Hmm. And I won't forget it. Oh, definitely. Like, that's something you really can't get out of your head. Because it's good to, like, to know and not forget it, though. Um, mm. Like, I know enough people of you know, different denominations and different, you know, heritages and that kind of stuff. But it's, it's always good to remember, like, fuck. Shit's kind of fucked for you guys right now. You good? How's yeah. things? But, uh, yeah. But we were talking about uh, rental things and we got sidetracked again. Uh, we do that a lot here. God, it's like it's the theme of the show. Right? Who'd have thought we'd just keep going on tangents? It's almost like it's genetic. But what else have we... I, those are the worst places I've lived in, I think. I haven't lived in that towns. many... What have I lived... I've lived in... I lived in a, my first place I moved out of was really nice. Uh, the people weren't too bad, hmm. but, like, it was the first time I'd ever moved out of home. It had all its own trials and tribulations. Oh, yeah. Uh, then I lived in, effectively, a storage room. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> and then I started living with you for a while hmm. in the, the the apartment and then the house. Yeah. And then some stuff happened, and, and we stopped living together. Yeah. And I've lived with the same housemate since then. Yeah, pretty much. Like We have moved multiple much. times, but uh, he moved in with me and Swoosh. Mm. And when I left, uh, he came with me. And yeah, I've had the same housemate since then. I think yeah. we've lived in this. I think I've lived in the same share house as him for something like 10 years now. It must be at least close to that, if not more. It's gotta be. Yeah. Um... I mean, he's a great housemate. Pays his bills on time, keeps yeah. to himself. We get to ha we hang out and enjoy TV shows together. And you've not killed each other yet. That's always no. a bonus. Like that is ideal for a housemate. Yeah. Are they going to murder me in my sleep? Oh, sorry. I completely forgot the party house I lived in. Oh yeah, the party house was fun. The party house was good. That uh, uh, we used to have monthly parties there. We had a week long land once. That was fun. no. Was it a three day land? I can't. Some three, of that's blurry. It was a three-day land and a week-long birthday between you yes, and Yes, it was the work-long birthday, because yeah. one, my birthday was at the end of the week, and the other guy's birthday was at the start of the week. Yeah. So we just started drinking and didn't stop. And apparently I was there for a period. I still don't remember. The only proof is the photos that corroborate that you turned yeah. up. Yeah, pretty much. Like, they showed photos, like, no, you were there. Like, was was I? I don't know what I was drinking or how much, but I don't remember anything from that week. Um, yeah, that was that fun. was the week that was the week where we did where we actually had some people have a sword fight in the street. Oh yeah, uh, proper sword that fight. That was fun. Too. Yeah, that was good. 
uh, the last party we had though was my favorite because we were like some of the people had moved out of the house and yeah and we were we were just sort of cleaning up and getting ready to do like get a skip and just throw everything that was left over in mm. but we decided we'd have one last big party because you know this is the end of the party house and one of the guys had left his bed <laughs> and that night because we uh, we used to we used to buy so much pizza. Like, yeah, I, I have no idea how I have a functioning colon. We ate that much cheese. Mm. But we'd end up with these huge stacks of pizza boxes and they'd fill up the recycle bin. So we stopped recycling them. We'd put them in this big 44-gallon drum we found and we'd just burn them. Yeah. Yeah, I know, not the best thing we should have ever done with... Oh, was cardboard. It's recyclables, fine. but... I mean, you technically can't put a pizza box in a recycling bin. Yeah, because it it's got food it. grease on it. Yeah. But we'd, we'd burn them in this drum. So, on this last party, we dragged all the couches that were underneath the house out onto the, the front area and put the big drum up. And we'd, you know, throw some wood in and stuff, and we had a little bit of a fire going. And then someone's like, oh, we need some more wood. And then they looked over at our, a, the, the, the other housemates' abandoned wooden bed. <laughs> and across the rest of that evening, we proceeded to burn his bed. Oh, brilliant. At one point, they had... Fully on fire, um, the cross beams at the bed. Yeah. Fully on fire in the street, having fights with them, and you just see like big explosions of sparks as these things hit each other. Let it never be said that we're intelligent people. Oh God, no! <laughs> God, no! We have done Jesus. some dumb and dangerous shit. Let's be honest; it's a very good thing we grew up in a time before camera phones. Like, oh yeah, the amount of dumb shit I did as a kid. Uh, I'm very glad it's not the internet. Yeah. So, bonus. And I mean, all that exists from that house is, is various photos. We, yeah. We're very good about, like, yeah, we should probably not take photos and video of a sword fighting with two by fours on fire. Uh, meanwhile, you could have been famous on TikTok for that shit now. Yeah, but I'm kind of happy to not be famous on TikTok. Yeah, no, same. That I, Oh, God, that place is a cesspit currently. Yeah, kind of. I mean, there's good shit on there, but there's an awful lot that isn't. Generally, it filters out, but yeah. the, the, the good stuff rises to the top. But there is some strange people on that app. Have you seen the NPC trend? NPC trend? It's the people pretending to be NPCs on, like, lives and stuff. Okay, okay. so there's a couple of people I know who who do, like, the the GDA character stuff. Yeah, or like the Avatar stuff kind of thing, where they, they're acting like an Avatar would. Uh, no, I haven't seen those. I've only seen the GDA guy, because he, he's the dude who really nailed the run. Yeah, that guy is pretty good. He's like the top-tier version of this kind of stuff. But there's people on live who are just facing the camera, making strange sounds, and like trying to pretend like they're doing looping animations. But nothing is... Nothing flows like a character would. Yeah. It, it's just inane drivel being thrown at you it's like what is that why are people subscribing to this why are people paying this person money it's i mean i don't know to me that's just influences yeah why do you have right. so many followers you're not creating anything welcome to the grumpy old man section of the show where we start talking yeah, about influences yeah. because holy shit like i i what? love watching influencers get their comeuppance i what? love it so much when restaurants and stuff are like, no, fudge off, Wait, you uh, pay your bill. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. When 
someone goes out to like an, a place oh I'm an influencer I'll give you a shout out like A even if you had a million people following you how many of those people are in the city how many of them are in the lo place local enough to come to this place like there's no point in this I follow one guy on Instagram who is a Brisbane local who finds weird restaurants and he's great I like him because he also shows the food and pays for it himself. He's not trying to force them to you know, give them free meals. Yeah. Like, it's that it's that entitled... Like, I mean, look, I, I know I'm saying influencers like everybody's a decent. Oh, there are some decent people out there who actually do stuff. But they're not. Not every single one of them is. Yeah. But uh, there's a, so many of them that they're just coming across as an entitled prick. Oh, definitely. Uh, I deserve a free room. Why? What makes you special? You have a million followers on TikTok? Woo. <laughs> Neat. You have a million bots following you at this point. Because there's no way of telling. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. Because mm. like, early on, the, the big clout was like, oh, I have so many followers. Look at me. And then you realize you can buy a follower for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. You can have 100 followers for like 10 bucks. Yeah. Like, I don't understand that alone it's like oh we're gonna be really popular like just grow naturally or don't grow this isn't pay to win please stop but, uh, I mean that's how you end up with that sort of vapid content that oh yeah doesn't work or it yeah okay you can get some stuff you might get a sponsorship awesome hmm but you don't come across good the weird thing is there are some people doing some horrible shit for clout on the internet oh yeah. Like, recently in the US, there was a, a family blogger who's just been sentenced to a few years in prison because they were just neglecting their kids. And they were a family channel. Like... Yeah, a few of those family channels oh. have had that happen. It's turned out, like, they're... It's like... Like, not, not enough to be, like, you're abusing your kid, but, like, so close. It's getting close kind of thing, yeah. But this one was actually abusing your kids like neglecting them they weren't getting food um the only time they were basically fed or, do or did anything was when they were doing content and i you just feel so bad for these kids i mean like Fuck. have you seen any of the stuff that's recently been happening with um i'm gonna butcher this because i i don't speak japanese uh nichi sanji the name I think I've seen somewhere, but I haven't been up on that. So, they're a, a, they're a company that handles VTubers. Yeah. And the the parent company, Niji Sanji, is Japanese, but they have an English branch called Niji Sanji EN. Hmm. They had one of their content creators tried to kill themselves. Oh. While they were in hospital... They impersonated them on Twitter. <laughs> oh no! Mm. And made it seem much less like a big deal. That holy shit gets worse. How does this get worse? They, without telling this VTuber, then terminated their contract. They found <laughs> out on Twitter. Mmm. Oh fuck. It gets worse. As part of the legal proceedings that were already starting to happen between this VTuber and Niji Sanji, yeah. uh, she had delivered over some documents that she'd been writing uh, mm. during her depression. Yeah. 
she'd handed them to her lawyers to show to Niji Sanji because she wanted to get out of the company. Uh, she'd found the place to be rather toxic and, yeah. and, and kind of blue. Uh, she wanted yeah. to depart and she wanted to break a contract and she was essentially showing, you know, this is where I'm at, I yeah. need to get out. They then showed those documents to three other of their VTubers and then had those three VTubers go on stream and attempt to smear campaign the other VTuber oh. in an attempt to discredit her. Get fucked, really? Yep. What the fuck? Are they just not human? Apparently. <laughs> what? In what world would anyone think that's a good idea? Especially when you're heading a large business or corporation. You like, know what's the best bit? It's not the first time they've done it. Whoa, oh, that's probably why. They've gotten away with it once before and now they are yep. emboldened by it. Fucking hell, I hate that shit. Yeah, that's, they, uh, that's at bad. least one other time that we're aware of, they had a, problem, had a problematic... Um, talent mm. and then proceeded to terminate and smear campaign them and had it work look I, I understand terminating someone from a, a, a company if you think they're toxic or they don't fit the brand I get that but follow your contracts and make sure you pay them what they're owed but oh sorry this whole thing kicked off mm. because the VTuber spent $15,000 of her own money to record and produce a music video that she uploaded to her YouTube channel that Niji Sanji controls without Niji Sanji's approval and they privated it because they hadn't approved its upload. It is part of their contract. I, uh, I, I get that. That's understandable. But to go that far is a bit fucked up. Yeah. Like, that, that's... I, I, I get cancelling a contract or giving a warning like, dude, we, we told you not to do this. We had to approve things. You can't do that. We mm. private it for now. We'll go through the approval process. We'll release it when we can. Mm. That makes sense. But cancelling them immediately and starting a smear campaign? No. Even if you let while they're someone... recovering from their yeah second, their attempted yeah their oh. second in a month. Oh, that no. No matter which way you look at it, this company is screwed. They can't do that shit. Like, that's... Everyone's pretty sure Niji Sanji's gonna be fine. No, more than likely, unfortunately. Uh, which is the state of things. The three VTubers who were used for the smear campaign have massive audiences. One of them is something like the third highest rated English VTuber on Niji Sanji's roster. Oof. So, they're like, these guys are bulletproof. It doesn't yeah. matter. And Niji Sanji has... A whole stable of VTubers. Mm. Yeah, they took a 10% hit to their stock price, something like $400,000 worth of money just out the window. Yeah. But they don't care. They'll just ride it out and wait. Well, actually, that reminds me. Um, have you been keeping up with the Coles and Woolies shit happening? There's been an update? There has. So, uh, I think it was the guy who, like, the CEO of Woolies was walking out of an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically they, they gave him some tough questions and he threw a hissy fit and left. Um, like literally a hissy fit. It's, uh, it's out there on the internet. He can't get rid of it. He's trying. But essentially they just came down to why are you price gouging people? Like, 
No, we're not. Like, yes, you are. And the guy who retired like two months ago from one of the lead positions in our government said you are. It's like, oh, no, no, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He, you know, he's been shit for years. It's like, you've immediately just gone to slandering someone. Okay, cool. And he's realized what he said after he said it mm-hmm. and tries to bail on the interview to the point where his PR team had to pull him away. He's like, you can't leave. If you leave, it looks worse. You can't do this. We, you have to finish the interview now. Um, but yeah, that guy has now stepped down. So he's put in his resignation, which doesn't end for another six months. He's still leading the place for six more months. Uh, and they're just doing it to try and take people's minds away from the fact that they are still price gouging. The prices are still going up. They made more profit than they did last year, again. What was it, $1.75 billion or some shit? Yeah, and they just saw a profit of like 2.6% on top of that again. Uh, Which, you know, to most people it's like, oh, that's not a lot, but when you're dealing with billions, that's a lot of money. Like, that's not an insubstantial amount. And they have been squeezing us for years. Like, yep. do you remember the the, um, the ads for Coles uh, years ago? It's like, oh, you can feed a family of four on $10. Bagged cheese now costs $10. Like, you can't. You can't anymore. Yeah. It's fucked. Um, but they're trying that whole thing of, like, a smokescreen of, oh, we got rid of the bad guy. Yeah, no, it's all smooth sailing from here. It's like, don't even pretend that the entire head of office of Coles and Woolies isn't full of these cats. Like, yeah. come on. I, it's... I hate... Like, I'm even about to say this. I really hate that we aren't more like the Americans because they have so many different chains to get grocery yeah. stores, groceries from mm. that you have options. Yeah. Yes, in some places in the States, you don't have options. But, you know, you know, they've got all of their normal places. They've got Costco. They've got Walmart. They've got places like Dollar Tree. They've got Whole Foods. They've mm. got so many different places. Yeah. What's Australia got? Coles, Woolies, and if you're lucky, an Alden. Pretty much. Like, in some and cases... And every now and then, you can find an IGA. Yeah. Honestly, once you get out of a major city in Australia, you are beholden to Coles and Woolies. There is yeah. nothing else. So if they... And they will gouge indiscriminately in rural areas. Um, having lived in rural areas before and places like Mackay and you know mining towns, they will gouge you for every cent they can. You want a can of Coke? Six bucks. Go on. You'll pay it. It's insane. Yeah. And this is where we're supposed to get our cheap food to keep ourselves going. Well, the thing is like... Let alone... In- Everyone keeps mm-hmm. talking about, like, processed food being bad for you and all that kind of stuff. But it's the only thing we can afford. Mm. We can't afford, like, natural meat. I mean, back when I was on, um, Centrelink, mm. our government assistance program for anyone outside of Australia. Oh, we could spend an entire, like, week worth of episodes <sighs> on that alone. Jesus. We we need, we don't need to talk about that until John Doe gets back, because he knows so much about Centrelink. Oh, he do. But the point is... I, I was surviving hmm. on a maximum $40 a week on food. Yeah. That had to be breakfast, lunch, and dinner for seven days. I had to pull out of my ass out of 40 bucks. Yeah. It was a lot of ramen, not gonna lie. I used to eat a lot of dim sims because you get, like, massive 25 packs of them for, like, five hmm. bucks. Like... I remember when, like, ramen and everything was always called the uh, the student's diet. But now it's mm. just 
everyone's diet here. Like, mm. it's kind of what you need to do to survive. It's not. Yeah. Not ideal. Kinda. Like, although we, we're now old enough that we're getting excited because we found a random like grocer that isn't owned by Coles and Woolies and has. I was about to say. Prices. <laughs> I'm super. I'm super into all these Asian stores coming in. Places like Hanara Mart and Fresco. Oh, that's so like good. what. The prices are reasonable? Look, if you can find a fresco somewhere near you, for the love of God, go. They more often than not have their own butcher at the back. Except the one at Rochdale. Yeah, no, that one's a bit sad. That That one's weird. I don't know. All I know is it's the whitest Asian store I've ever been in. Yeah. Like, we are slowly getting a few extra grocers. Like, there's an Indian grocer um, near my place, like, within the same area as Mm. me. And they still sell things like McCain, but it's the not white people McCain. So even their their basic potato gems, spicy, and they're so good. Like I want those here, but I know Coles and Woolies would charge an excess for them. It's like, oh no, it's fancy. Well, no, it's it's uh, international import. Ah, yes, that fucking wonderful aisle full of money for them. Look, man, that used to be the only place you could actually get decent ramen. That is true. Although I do remember when we were in uni and we were in the valley mm. and we found that Asian store that would sell you the whole boxes of ramen. Yes. It was like 20 bucks, but you got, uh, what was it? Five, so. 12 packs? Yeah. It was insane. So it was uh, like, oh, I buy this and then I don't need to buy food. Awesome. Yeah. Then the next week after having one week of normal ramen... You could buy things to put on top of the ramen. And it was so good. Crack an Maybe egg. Crack an egg. egg. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crack an egg or just get some like cheap cuts of meat. Sprinkle I mean, the easiest one was get um, uh, beef jerky. Yeah. Because you throw it in the, in the ramen mix, the salt and powder off of the beef jerky would just add additional flavor. Mm. And essentially, all you're doing is rehydrating the beef jerky. Yeah. Oh, that's the fun thing. We have both lived pretty close to the wire before. Oh, yeah, we have. Um, like, mostly because rent was too expensive. Uh, but it's one of those things where you, you start to get pretty, like, good with what you have. It's like... Yeah. Every so often, like, I should probably eat a vegetable. You, you go and buy one specifically. But, ah, uh, the shit you can live on for at least a stint is pretty good. I mean, I think, at least when I was really unemployed, the treat... Was going to Subway. Yeah, absolutely. Because it was, you know, 10 bucks, get yourself a foot long, and just load that motherfucker. Yeah, absolutely. How much salad do you want? All of it! This is <laughs> the, the only food I can afford! I, I need I, to be full! I still remember one of those nights after we'd been drinking, and we were both, like, pretty poor at the time. I think we both only had, like, 10 bucks left. And we're mm. like, let's just go get Subway. And there was a 24-hour subway down the road from where I lived in, um, like, Kangaroo Point or somewhere. And we walked in, and we knew the guy behind the counter, because we went there pretty often at, like, 3 in the morning. And he's like, alright, guys, what do you want? And he's like, we're getting 10 little subs. He's like, alright, what salad? Is salad still free? So, like, yes, salad is free. Like, all the salad. Yep. Just so much of it. Yeah. like, alright, what sauce? As much as you will give us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love that guy because he understood why we were there. Yeah. It wasn't because we wanted a good sandwich. It's, we're poor. Yeah. He was a good guy. this is, like, yeah, no one's going to rant and rave about the salads at a Subway. 
but when you've been living on ramen and dim sims, mm. holy crap, it's like hot cuisine. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. It was so good. I should remember, uh, this wasn't when I was, was with you, it was when I was living in the shed. Mm. This was yeah. on Kangaroo Point, though. Our Centrelink checks used to come in at 1am for some fucking reason. Yeah, that was always the weirdest thing. And because none of us would be asleep, we'd all were unemployed idiots and we're just yeah. like, I need, I, I'm up. We'd all roll out at like one in the morning down the fucking subway, take the rent out of the ATM and then just get food. Yeah. Same thing used to happen to us as well. Like every rent day, you'd go down and go to the ATM and get subway. Like, yeah. Good times. It was like the one decent meal you were going to have that week. Pretty much. And you could only get it because you were right there with money. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It was the one decent meal you were going to have that fortnight. Yeah, that's right. Because like you had to make that check last and you'd already spent 300 of it on rent. That's if you found a, like, a cheap place. Otherwise, most of your check was went to rent. Yeah. It was, it yeah. was not great. No, it was really, really bad. I remember I actually, like, I had some real depression issues back then because mm. I I felt bad going out with friends. Yeah. Because my friends would have to pay for me because I couldn't afford it. Mm. And yeah. that made me feel like absolute shit. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, I had the same thing at certain times, but eventually we figured out that it was just a matter of, we never really kept track of money or anything is how our friendship yeah. worked, at least. It was just a matter of like, oh, occasionally if I'm short, you grab stuff, and if you're short, I grab stuff. Yeah. And that's how we survived for a very mm. long time, I think. Yeah. Um, same with John Doe. Like, between the three of us and a couple others, we just kept each other propped up and mm. fed, and that was it. Yeah, like, pretty much. Uh, and that's kind of how everything works in Australia now. Because it used to be a matter of, oh, you, you share house for a while, and then you go and get your own apartment. Like, no, you're share housing forever now. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, like, I'm well into my 30s, mm. and I still rent. Yeah, I know people in my industry who are making a lot of money, and they still live with people. Yeah. It's, it's a, fucked. Yeah, it's not great. Not that it's great anywhere right now. Oh, but. yeah, God, I would much rather be here at the moment than in some other places. Like, it's, oh, yeah. It's a bit messy. As much as we're whinging. <laughs> oh, like, we're professional whingers. We have a podcast. Oh, yeah. It's what we do. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the big thing is, I'm just happy we're not in America at the moment. That shit's still imploding. I haven't heard anything new, but it's sort of like, whoa, that tension ain't gone away. Last I heard, Texas had settled down, um, but there was still... Like sulking in the corner, essentially. Oh, their 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 um, governor yeah. has still stated that they will do other defiant actions. Yeah, like they are openly not openly rebelling, but they're being openly defiant. So yeah. essentially, he is just jumping up and down, yelling, "You don't have enough badges to train me," and just yelling at the the sitting president who keeps forgetting he's a sitting president. So. <laughs> Uh, and meanwhile, apparently Trump might be coming back, so that's gotta be entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll Look, have to see what happens in season three of America. Oh, uh, God, it's looking like it might be the final wrap-up season for him. <laughs> I don't know, it definitely seems like something big's gonna have to go down there, and it's not gonna be good for anyone. 
Well, the thing is, like, something big is going to be happening in a lot of the big powers at the moment. Like, we're thankfully removed from this, because who the hell's going to bomb us? Where that place everyone goes to on vacation? I mean, there's a reason Mad Max is set in Australia. Yeah. Pretty much. We lived. <laughs> we, we just decided we liked leather. <laughs> <laughs> the only place left after all the explosions of the BDSM drops. It's because they're I mean, in basements. That's how it works. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, like, in Australia, you don't get beach ready. You get road warrior apocalypse ready. Yeah. Why do you need to be all jacked so I look good in leather pants? Yeah. I have to be good in the assless chaps I'll be wearing for the rest of my life. Which was... Oh, I I love those movies, not gonna lie. But at the same time, I can't keep... Every time I watch them, it's like... It's Australia. The sun exists. How are you not burnt to shit in that? How are there so many pale white people in a Mad Max movie? Right? Everyone should be, like, toasted. Oh, absolutely. You're like those truckers you see who have been spent their entire life trucking back and forth across Australia. My uncle's one of them. Love the guy. But he looks like a leather handbag. Yeah. Like, just tanned leather. Love him to death, but by God, is he preserved. Yeah. Like, they're the people that should be in Mad Max movies. Not, like, the weird, wiry, like, pale-as-hell IT bros. I mean, like, that's why it was so weird in, um, in Fury Road. Yeah. Because they had all the, the war dogs, the, those guys. And it's like, mm. every single one of these is some pasty dude. Yeah, yeah, I know they've got white dust and paint on them. Mm. But none of them look particularly tan. Yeah. These dudes hang out on the outside of a tanker with no shirts on. Yeah. It's... One of them should look like a lobster. At least one of them. Like... There should be shades of, of different tans throughout all of that, to be honest. Yeah. But, uh... It's a strange, strange cinematic universe. And we're getting more of it, apparently. Furious yeah, this uh, year, I think. that's pretty soon, if I recall. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't like prequels, because we already know the main character's gonna survive, and it takes a lot of the punch yeah. out of things. Anytime you're like, maybe they died. No, they didn't. Yeah. No, they didn't. We're aware that they come back and like do other big things and then survive again so there's no things here the basically everyone like, around them will die you know that much yeah like, i don't remember you from the, the original movie you're dying horribly i still wish they'd embrace the the fan theory about mad max which one there's a few um the one where it says that max isn't real that yeah. he's just a thing that people tell stories about yeah he's the boogeyman so, to keep you from doing dumb shit so like the that would like the way this theory would work is that in Fury Road, Furiosa did everything. Yeah. But in the retelling, Max helps her. Yeah. Because that's the story. Max comes from the desert, helps you, and then leaves. Yeah. The lone but wanderer really helps you out and then disappears. Yeah. Yeah. But really it's normal people doing the things and it just becomes mythicized. Yeah. And then you become part of the Mad Max legend. Which I actually really like that theory because I've heard a few different ones but that's the one that I gel with most because you look back at the original um, Mad Max movie and that was the only time Max was real. It's the first time yeah. that someone's done something big enough to warrant the creation of the legend. And after that you get the things like the second one was where he goes to Gastown or like their version of it essentially. Yeah. Um, and they trick the the raiders into following the big tanker full of sand. Um, 
and that's just meant to be some guy did it uh, and all the other people on the tanker who were protecting it uh, but everyone's like oh no Max was the guy who was driving the tanker and Max was the some guy yeah he was the some guy uh, then there's Thunderdome which is essentially one guy being sent off into the desert to die and then coming back with a tiny army of you know children mm. uh, and just doing stuff it could have just been a raid but yeah yeah like, and it also le- opens you up to do so much more interesting storytelling because you can mm. ha- you can craft a story around another character and then just involve Max. I honestly really liked Fury Road for the fact that Max was present, but he wasn't the main focus half the time. Yeah, the main character was Furiosa. It was yeah. actually her movie. Absolutely, but you have to have Mad Max nearby because it's a Mad Max movie. Yeah, and let's face it, Fury Road was... Amazing. <laughs> it's a really good movie. It's the reason I am looking forward to Furiosa, to be honest, is the yeah. last movie was good. Same. I would like to see where this goes, and I would like to see how these new and interesting characters all die horribly. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's that's the only thing that brings me into prequels. Like, otherwise, it just feels like wasted effort to me sometimes. Or you have to set them a reasonable <laughs> amount enough time back. Yeah, that it functions. Yeah. So, like, I think a good example of that, it's a game, not a movie, is uh, Yakuza 0, mm. which is a prequel game that got made after the fourth Yakuza game. Yeah. And it was designed to give more context into Kiryu and um, Majima. Mm. But they set it far enough back that Kiryu isn't the dragon of Dojima yet, yeah. so he doesn't carry any of that baggage with him in the prequel, and the Majima that you play in that game is one who's still quote unquote, I mean if you've ever played Yakuza he kind of comes a little bit shit insane hmm. but it's it's Majima back when he was trying to be a Yakuza yeah. and he was trying to be serious and treat you being a Yakuza as a big deal hmm. so he's very different and you learn how he eventually becomes the unhinged nutbar yeah, or if uh, if you can do it, the perspective of a different character. Yeah, like honestly, like everyone always gives shit to the uh, the Star Wars prequels because they weren't great. Like we were following the Ooh. you know the destination of the Anakin Skywalker family, and mm. we already knew he was going to fall, and they didn't handle the fall correctly. It was mm. just muddled. Um, I would much rather have seen the Clone Wars from the perspective of a Jedi running one of the clone trooper regiments. I would love to have seen that. It would have been great. Because at the end, watching the Order 66 be carried out on this new person, who you're not sure is going to live or die because they're not in the sequels or the original movies. I would have enjoyed they that. They did it. It's they called did. The Clone Wars, and, and no was, one watched it. <laughs> and it was fucking amazing. Like, I loved The Clone Wars. Like They have cartoon. the most impactful... Order 66 scene oh. I have ever that exists in Star Wars, which is Rex getting Order 66, turning around to look at Ahsoka, holding up his gun while crying, saying, Good soldiers follow orders. If you want to fuck with it's someone so who's fucked. a Star Wars fan, like, if you find a Star Wars fan out there, if you want to test to see if they've watched all of uh, you know the Clone Wars, just look at them dead in the eye and say, Good soldier follows orders, and see what they do. Yeah, if they've seen it all, they know the scene you're referring to. Yeah, it, it's it'll mess you up. Oh, um, yeah. The uh, newest season of Bad Batch actually started last night. 
Oh, yeah, it's perfect. I love Bad Batch. Um, the first three episodes dropped all together. Uh, this is the final season of the Bad Batch, by the way. Fair. So we're not going to be getting any more of them after that. Well, we're not getting any more of this show. I'm not they, saying we're not going to get any more of the Bad Batch, but we're not getting any more of the... Program. There's current theories that they might start popping up in other bits yeah. and pieces, so we'll see how They've definitely goes. started to become a very strong fan favorite. Oh, absolutely. Troopers that are slightly different. It's good fun. Mm. Uh, so, we are getting out past now, but I do want to hit something that we can now talk about, because me and Swish have both seen it. Yes. Has been Hotel. <clears throat> ah, yes. I, I actually really enjoyed... As, I knew I was going to enjoy it because I loved Hell of a Boss. Hmm. But it is very different. Uh, so, I had some issues with that show. Hmm. One, they expect you to have watched the pilot. They do, yeah. Which, the, seems, the really, which seems really odd as a TV show. Yeah. They're, they just start with all the pieces in place and go, assuming hmm. you watch the YouTube video. Yeah. So... That's one thing that I think is a bit of a misstep, but hey, I'm not going to hold it too much against them. Yeah. The first couple of episodes, I was a bit... Really? This seems entirely too sanitized. Hmm. It's, it's lost that edge that I like about the, the content of... The, the concept of the show. Yeah. It wasn't until about episode three that things started to pick up for me. Yeah, because three is where they start dealing a lot more with Angel Dust and their situation i think and husk and husk i love husker which is where the uh fan shipping of uh hustus yeah comes from because apparently everyone wants them to hook up now pretty much despite the fact the entire way through the series husk is like no stop it i'm not into that yeah uh, so that was that's where things started to pick up for me but my but then i run into a different problem which is they only had a six episode run? I want to say six? I think it's six, yeah. Um, and they try to cram way too much into those four episodes after the first two. Honestly, I really wish they just had an extra, like, three or four episodes to flesh yeah. shit out. It would be I'm not talking a huge amount of, like, I'm not like, oh, they need, like, 24. No, we're talking only two or three to just give some stuff some breathing room. Yeah. Um, minor spoiler here, because I have a really good example. There's one episode where we actually find out the backstory of who Vaggy is. Yeah. And it's a big deal in, in, in the show. Hmm. Uh, like I said, minor spoilers here. It does all get really resolved pretty quick, so... Whatever. It turns out that Vaggy's actually an angel, and one of the executioners who used to come down to hell and slay demons. Yeah. But she let a demon go, and then another angel cut her eye out, ripped her wings off, and left her down there. Yeah. This is revealed to the audience, because this douchebag character who is Adam... The original wants Adam. To, yeah. Wants to use it to blackmail her into helping crush what Charlie's trying to do in the show. Hmm. And so, okay, we've got this blackmail plot, and we've got this sub-story. Okay, let's go. This, is, this could be something. Yeah. In the exact same episode this all gets revealed, it then gets revealed to the other characters and the blackmail fails. Yeah. So, Absolutely. why do it? Why try and blackmail her if you're not going to let it sit long enough to even do anything? Yeah. It's all for that court case, essentially, because she goes up, um, Charlie goes up to heaven to plead the case of, please stop killing me and my people. Mm. Um, 
And that's when they find out that no one in heaven, apart from the executioners who are going down there to murder uh, the hell denizens, uh, and like the grand seraphim, essentially, they're the mm. ones who know about this. Uh, and it was all proposed by Adam. Mm. Uh, which I find interesting because there's a great fan theory that Adam only proposed the extermination as a way of fixing the overpopulation of hell because he wanted to fuck with Lucifer. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, for taking his first wife and then tempting his second. Yeah, that sounds about right. Look, I will admit, Adam as a character, so wonderfully hateable. They make him oh, into yeah. such a dude bro douchebag. Dude frat bro from like it's so I mean, good it, 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 like in one of the first times you see him I can't remember what the exact line is but it's something along the line of why would no girl want my dick I have the original dick yeah yeah it's oh it's so much he's so hateable I love it yeah meanwhile there's the things like the radio demon the depths of his character are interesting because they sprinkle in some shit along his mythology. Because Charlie is very open about everything. You know she's mm. the, the princess of hell and her father and mother and all that kind of stuff from the get-go. But the fact that the radio demons... Um, he's always referred to as a mystery. And at one point, someone who knew him in life turns up, which is Mimsy. Uh, she turns up for a short period. Because she says, oh, we ran the same circles when we were alive. He used to frequent the club I went to, where I worked at. And it's like, she goes through what happened with his rise to power as the radio demon. Where it's like, yeah, so everyone just kind of fobbed him off. He was making waves and shit, but everyone thought he was just some weakling. It's fine. And then overlords of hell, big overlords, started going missing. At the same time, a mysterious radio broadcast that only broadcast out screams started to happen. Mm. And every time an overlord disappeared, a new scream was added to the chorus. And then he started doing his weekly radio show and became the radio demon. It's like, holy fuck, that's terrifying. I love oh, yeah. it. Add the fact that they keep mentioning he's under a deal contract. But we have no idea who with. Or what the terms are. He keeps pissing on about that. Yeah. Like, they are setting things up for another season and I am keen to see more of it. Oh yeah, I look. I might have my reservations, but I do want to see more. Oh, absolutely. And I'd... I purely base that like if I just watch this, I might not be that interested. Yeah, but I've watched Hell of a Boss. Oh yeah, Thank and you. I know that show is that show has had so many quality episodes mm. that vary between elacious fun, yeah, and emotional gut punch. Oh, absolutely. That I have no question that those guys can write a, a, a show. There's also, but I think that Hell of a Boss got the extra episodes it needed to do those things. Oh yeah, and has been didn't. They did and the same thing that the Orville did, where it's like they started off wacky and fun. It's like, look at these characters, aren't they fun? This is great. By the way, you feel sad for them now. How do you feel about that, you little shit? And it's oh, man. when just. And they make you feel for characters you didn't think you would. Like, mm. I wouldn't have thought I'd end up getting that into Stolas. Yeah. But, like, yeah. His whole thing with Blitz, it's 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 crushing. Yeah. Add that, the fact that's... that the ship with Blitz, where it's like, Blitz actually feels things, but he's definitely running away from it. It's like, why uh, are you doing this? The bit where he passes out on the couch, alone. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, 
Dude, I just want to reach into the computer and give you a hug, man. Uh, the follow-up episode to that, where directly after that he goes and picks up uh, Luna. Her backstory is mm. fucked, but goes to pick her up from a party, gets horribly wasted, goes back to that couch, just like, vomits everywhere. Just that last little bit of fun yeah. to take the gut punch away, which is like, I'll give you that. Um, but I'm, I, I, look, I'll freely admit I'm way more excited for Hell of a Boss, but that's because I'm really invested in what's yeah. going in in that show. We've had more time to get invested I, in that one. I want to see what happens with Has Been because I know they can write a better show. Yeah. And I want to see it happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Not and to say that Has Been is bad. Yeah. It's just it's, not as good. It's different. And that's the thing. Because uh, if you go to the subreddits for both of those things, there are people who are trying to link them as the same hell. Um, yeah. It, it's debatable because it's one of those things where the hell of a boss hell is the rings, like different versions of it. Uh, but none of that's ever really mentioned in Hel uh, Has Been Hotel yet. So there might be something for later. Go to different rings of hell and go and do stuff there. Because, mm. um, like. No, they are confirmed as the same hell. That's good. I'm happy that um, confirmed it's confirmed that way. This is my point, though. Because they didn't have enough breathing room in Has Been Hotel. They didn't get to explore this stuff. Mm. They just had to like next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. They couldn't yeah. stop and go. There's other stuff going on. Yeah, this is the breathing room that um, Hell of a Boss has gotten to explore. Yeah, is all of this like there's different demon overlords. Like, I'm really like, I'm really interested to find out what's going to happen to Ozzy. Oh, yes. Ozzy and um, Fizzaroli. Which, if that, you've seen Has Been, there is a Fizzy in there, which I love. Yeah. One of the Fizzy bots. The the one thing I, I'm more interested in is that... I uh, can't remember what the fucking giant Jester's name was. Uh, Osmodius? No, that's no, no. Um, I can't remember. My brain's gone. The there. one who was controlling Fizzarelli. Yeah. Points out that Ozzy telling everyone that he loves Fitz mm. is bad and that it's going to cause problems. Yeah. And I am really like, what? Hmm. What problems? Why does it matter? I want to know. It's one of those things where they, they touch on it occasionally in Hell of a Boss. The fact that he is the uh, overlord of lust or the demon of lust. Hmm. And it's like, you can't be in lust and be in love. That, that doesn't work. And it's like, we'll see how you go um, yeah. but I think for me I'm assuming it's going to be the fact that it shows weakness and other overlords will pounce on it yeah but like I, I don't know that's why mm. that's what makes it interesting I'm yeah. like I'm very and like they have sprinkled in the whole relationship between Fitz and and Ozzy mm. but like that episode really solidifies a lot of it and we actually get to learn a lot about Fitz's uh, backstory with Blitzer. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. Actually like, finding out that his horns are actually destroyed under that jesterhood. Yeah, because it's one of those things, like, watching it, you don't realize until it's brought up the fact that he's, his, like, jester hat swings so wildly. It's like, he's an imp, like, Blitz, how is that happening? Like, what's going on there? And it's like, oh, that's why. Fuck. And then they go into the backstory about how that happened and how him and Blitz became estranged and... Yeah. Oh, just, like, I'm nostalgic over it because this show is so fucking good. Look, I occasionally just go back and re-watch all of Hell of a Boss because it's short yeah. 
episodes you can power through in like a an afternoon and they're all really well done uh, add the fact that they keep putting out really good songs like honestly I know we, ha- we haven't shut up about the songs in Hell of a Boss oh, like Hell of a Boss is good but even Has Been Hotel Loser Baby is one like that's on repeat on my fucking playlist at the moment that's the one of Husk and um, Angel and Angel like yeah. them coming to terms with the fact that they're both losers and hit rock bottom but at least they've got company it's like I yeah. I relate to that a bit too much stop it yeah get out of my head it, <laughs> it's it's like the the team over at um, at Fizzy Pop of okay we understand the kind of mindset of millennials yeah. let's write them some bangers oh fuck yeah even like the side songs from like Has Been and um, Hell of a Boss like Cotton Candy in um, Hell of a Boss was good because it's the idea of just hiding behind the saccharine, you know, things in life. You know, just ignore the bad shit. Just have some cotton candy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like ha- uh, Hasman Hotel, the what was it? Wish I'd gone, which is the radio demon going against Vox, which is the mm. the television demon, because he picks the fight. Um, like the television demon's like, oh, I'm just gonna cut this off while I can. You know, just slander him on my my platform. Which forces Alistair to make a response. And does so well. I do like the the Who's Charlie's Real Daddy fucking song. Yeah, that was fun. Like watching Lucifer shows up. (laughs) And they have a they they have a song fight over who's more looking after Charlie. Well, that's the thing, because everyone always talks about the fact that um, Alistair's a terrifying human like terrifying soul. Uh, and it's shown at one point where he meets up for a meeting with other overlords and everyone on the street sees him and this other guy and run like mm-hmm. they notice them it's like oh fuck leave and just disappear like they just run the fuck away mm. but the same kind of thing happens with uh, Health of Lost like Osmodius and to a lesser extent Stolas um, where they have that level of nobility where it's like that's a bad thing we're not going near that yeah like it's pretty good but for some yeah, reason, Charlie doesn't have that. Every, she's a laughing stock in all of hell because even though she's Lucifer's daughter, she never uses the power for anything. Mm. Like, good and luck. I think that's what I think that kind of partly undercut why, like, that when she goes full demon in the in the last fight in, in has been. Yeah, it's too underplayed. A little bit. It's only when she teams up with her old man that she um, is able to fuck up with with Adam. Yeah where she actually uses the power properly but the fight with Adam and um, Alistair was pretty fun oh that was great like that's even the fact good. that he he doesn't win the fight it's just the fact that he didn't make it easy for him like fuck yeah he only just lost uh, and there's a running theory it's because of the constraints of his deal um, because he seems taken aback by the fact that he wasn't able to block an attack it's like what the fuck just happened uh, mm. and he's his voice stops being radio static. It is completely normal. And the only time we see that happen previously is when Angel's being countermanded by the person who owns their, their contract. He lapses back into Timothy. So, yeah. Point is, good show. Would highly recommend checking it out. And if you want more of it and you haven't seen it already, go watch Hell of a Boss. For the oh, love fuck of Christ. Yeah. It's free on YouTube. Please watch it. It's really, really good. We want more people might, to see this, so we get more of it. <laughs> you might be both happy and depressed at the end of it, but damn, you'll feel some shit. Oh, fuck yes, and we kind of need that occasionally. 
Alright, we uh way out past an hour, so I think we will definitely wrap it up right now. Yeah, fair. Y'all have a good one. Bye.